Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of James Talks. Really great to have you all here today. Um, I'm really excited today. I've um, got someone with me who I wanted to have, wanted to talk to for a long, long time. Um, we're going to be talking about a concept called spiral dynamics today. Um, it's a thing that I've mentioned several times on this podcast and it, well, it's going to blow your mind when we talk about it. And the person I've got with me to talk about it um, is... I, I suppose you've got one of the fathers of Spiral Dynamics, um, one of its biggest advocates and who talks about this stuff all the time. He's a real expert. His name is Dr. Don Beck, um, So, who's joining me from Texas. So welcome, Don. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be with you. Um, yeah, so just, um, just well, before we really get into Spiral Dynamics, just tell us a bit about um, who you are, kind of, you know, what you, spend, what you kind of spend your life doing. Well, I'm really an academic by background. Uh, uh, social psychology is, is the discipline that I follow carefully. A PhD at Oklahoma. Uh, taught 20 years at the University of North Texas outside of Dallas. Left in order to apply this concept uh, in, a, in a broader uh, uh, gauge. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so I've, I've been over the, the last few years all over the world virtually uh, wow. validating the model scientifically in brain research, uh, finding difficult places to apply it, like in South Africa and the West Bank, because the test of it would be in those areas, not where it's, it's easy. Mm, it's based absolutely. on the work of, of Claire, Doug, Claire W. Graves, from Union College, and he must always get the, the prime credit uh, because he's the one who designed the concept itself. Right. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who do a lot of work on spiral dynamics, and uh, you're just one of them, obviously, but you're, yeah. Um, um, but you're quite a major one, I would say. Um, okay, so let's get into spiral dynamics. What? Just outline for us the basic concept behind spiral dynamics and what it, what it is. It is basically a new understanding of human nature. We have had over the years a number of different theories about how humans have emerged, and almost there's a, a new one every month. But Claire Graves, when he was teaching, was frustrated uh, because he, in doing research, he would find that there is not a single solution, but there are multiple definitions definitions of human nature that follow an evolutionary curve so that each new system then produces the problems requiring the next system. Right. His language is complicated, but it's emergent, cyclical, double helix model of biopsychosocial systems development. That's why we call it spiral dynamics, because it is, <laughs> it is all of that. And at the time, when I first encountered, I was studying 42 different models. Wow. And that, when I came across his, it was clear to me it was by far the most comprehensive, the best researched, the most user-friendly, and all those things. So I called him, go, go see him, and that began a long-term relationship. So I'm a, I'm a Gravesian in terms of orientation, proudly, but it's only a theory, and let me sure I, I say that to you. And my last instructions from him uh, were, don't simply be the keeper of my orthodoxy, but continue to apply the, the concept that produces systems so that you have a, a master code, not a single system, but a code that tells you which system among all those available in organizations and culture uh, in every other discipline, in religion, for example, and understand they're all right without the others being wrong. So mm-hmm. the key then is to recognize that systems emerge from life conditions, and as life conditions change, then systems have to change. And certainly the history of uh, Great Britain is, is uh, it's clear evidence of that ev- evolutionary dynamic at work. So what is unique about this model is, it is not the final stage. There is no final stage. Each, mm-hmm. as I said, 
each new conditions like are occurring in my country in the presidential election, where it's clear that both parties are faulted and we're at the end of an epic and mm. our survival depends upon generating something new and different. And because we look at eight systems today, it's in that seventh system that we begin to find the models for managing the diversity and the complexity that con confronts us all. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I've found all kinds of academic research, brain research to validate it. And I just came back from Europe uh, with the uh, integral European evolutionary conference at Budapest, six, 600 Europeans. And mm. I've got standing ovation, massive, positive response, even though I'm from Texas, as you point out. <laughs> and these yeah. are Europeans, and, and I'm, I'm from the, the world of, of uh, George W. Bush and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. So what it, it really is, is explanation, rational, for the pre-modern, modern, post-modern post sequence, and then after post-modern, it's integral flow, because that is a continual dynamic as human nature changes. But what we've got today are billions of people passing through those different stages, pre-modern, modern, post-modern, post -modern, now integral. And so the complexity is that we have to learn to macro-manage billions of people passing through different systems simultaneously and not realizing how they are right, but the and as are the others. Yeah. And, and so to manage that requires a whole new set of skills that we call the, the integral skills. And so on. the reason why we're getting so much recognition today is a lot of, a lot of people are running into obstacles. We can't seem to have a future. And that's certainly clear in UK and in this country as both societies are struggling a bit. Yeah. So, so, so the key of the model is it offers an explanation for the diversities and growing complexities with specific skill bundles designed to deal with people passing through those different uh, yeah. layers and, and levels. So it's, it's basically, it's kind of about um, social development and cultural development and you know, how people think about things, why people make decisions in different ways, why people respond to different motivators, why, uh -huh. why and how values arise and spread and the nature of change. Um, yes. That's, yes. That's basically what it's about, isn't it? It's about how we develop as individuals and as a culture in terms of our consciousness and our social development. Yeah, we, we find in, in this country the conflict between the traditional systems that are represented by our Republican Party and the more progressive systems represented by our Democratic Party and your Labour Party. Mm. And whenever we put them against each other, it, it's, it's, a, it's a basic uh, fallacy because they are connected. Because as human nature passes through the earlier systems, they require the more traditional kind of right-wrong discipline, yeah. back system, but as they mature, then they begin to move in, into what many call progressive. So rather than traditional versus progressive or liberal versus conservative or conservative versus labor, we now understand <laughs> yeah. there, there are different stages in man's evolution and the skill that's required is to macro-manage both of them simultaneously, and, so, and that's what we represent in in, in a spiral dynamics. So it's not either or, but both and. Uh, it, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, uh, so, yeah. So let's just go through those different stages because there's different. I think there's eight, there's two tiers of consciousness, and then there's but there's eight different stages of isn't there um, within well, that yeah, um, well, and they've all each got they've each got different colours which, yeah. which are linked to them kind of so you know when I went to a talk about it last year kind of the way I remembered it was by which colour was which colour meant which 
which set of behaviours. So let's just go through them from, I mean, from starting from the first one, which is um, the beige one. Uh, well, see, that, that's why we use colours. The Because it's easier to remember. Uh, the colours that themselves have no meaning. This isn't the chakra colour scheme or rainbow yeah. colours. None, none of that. These are simply lang languages that we that we used in order to talk about these systems. And I could talk to President Mandela and say, you need to give a blue speech. And he would know instantly what I meant by it. So he would speak on discipline for the kids, accountability for their adults, and give a dandy blue speech. Now, okay. I talked to F.W. de Klerk of the National Party, Afrikaners, and said, F.W., you've got to get that orange system going. And he wouldn't know I'm talking about first world, uh, modern entity, so I could speak in codes to them. And that, that's why we use colors. So, so, let's, yeah, so let's just go, go through each of them. Um, okay. Um, well, the so first level we, we call beige, which is uh, our basic survival system. It's the way human nature has been most of our history on this planet. Uh, you find it today even uh, in tragic conditions like after the 9-11 attack on our uh, World Trade Center in New York and, and a lot of people suddenly became beige, helpless. They didn't need lectures, they didn't need morality, mm -hmm. they didn't need to point fingers of blame, but they needed support and caring and loving. And when an infant is born, that's the first thing that infant needs. So, so the first level is called beige. Over time, that, that system grows up into the second system, uh, which is purple, which is the animistic, tribalistic, the we system, the first identity. I am a Protestant. I am a Catholic. Uh, I am a soccer fan. I am, I am, which is, is the first attempt of a person to gain some, some kind of identity with a tribe, a, a group, and what you find there also is a, is a pretty heavy right brain animistic thinking with a, a lot of magic and superstitions and other kind of manifestations of, of the first code. Uh, mm. The issue here is safety, security. Yeah. And safety, security is obtained. That frees the energy for the, for the third code, which is egocentric imperialistic, uh, power-driven, um, gratification today. I want it all, I want it now. The need for attention, like in the, in the terrible twos in child-rearing, or in the pre-adolescent years of uh, boys and girls today who are like hunter-gatherers in shopping malls, that, that they're really on, on the take and, and on the make. But it, it, it's, it's high energy, and because mm. it loves a risk, many of our great achievements, like climbing great mountains or great discoveries, have that energy in it, that raw energy. Uh, I can do, I'll take on adversaries, I'll chase all kind of dragons around. And so it's, it's a growth spurt out of purple, because purple, say to security, meets the needs of people, and so there's enough money around and places to hide. So success in purple naturally produces the third code. And yeah. So the, there we are, and today with the immigration patterns, a lot of heavy red has been in Cologne, Germany, as you know recently, and causing all kinds of social dislocation and, and attack. So a, a heavy red sudden introduction produces problems in European cultures that, that you're still wrestling with. And I, I think even UK is deciding whether to stay in the yeah. European group or not. That's right, yeah, we're having a referendum. Um, as, as, I, as we recall, this is about a month away on whether yeah. to stay in the European Union or not, yeah. Yeah, and that and see that's that's one of the issues. Uh, out, out of the red system comes a true believer, comes guilt, uh, the ability to sacrifice self now to obtain later, 
delaying gratification, finding meaning and purpose in life, be it in religion or patriotism or any other kind of purpose-driven ideology uh, is what characterizes the, the fourth code. It's, it's where we learn language, it's where we, we create city-states, it's, it's where we form movements of various kinds, and it is a necessary evolutionary stage that some cultures, namely my own, had recently uh, weakened it. And because they weakened it, our crime level is high, our, our kids lack purpose and meaning in life, and so we've got to repair it. So th th these stages become essential in our evolutionary uh, pattern. So out, out of the fourth code, then, and this is certainly true in Europe, came the fifth code, and when Martin Luther tacked the 95 Theses to the church door in Wittenberg, Germany, uh, declaring the universal priesthood of each person. Now, the papacy wasn't happy about that, because Gutenberg put a Bible in the hands of everybody but that, that was the beginning of the fifth code, materialism, success, opportunism, a winning, improvement, advancement, and UK. Certainly in the, in the history of, of technology, it was one of the leading uh, cultures that generated this fifth code. You have reason to, to be proud. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the fourth code was called blue. Was was blue, by the way. That was the color of the fourth code. The fifth one is orange, isn't it? Is orange, and and when and when the the Puritans came to New England, they brought with them the Puritan work ethic, which mm. was blue orange. Now all the, all the crooks got on slave uh, on ships and went down to Australia. That's right. Now I, I don't know who got. The better deal, Australia or, <laughs> or the colonies. I'm joking, of course, here. But yeah, but but the movement into the orange thing was 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 uh, calcified and expanded in UK. That's that's where the Methodism of the religious system of blue met with the uh, materialism and success driven of orange and fused together an amazing value system that virtually you little island people, you see, covered the planet. And so those yeah. of us in, in the colonies are in your debt because yeah. you, you brought in that, that <laughs> mixture. Yeah, because yeah, orange is about kind of, from what I've heard, it's about reason and logic and, you know, does it make sense? Um, you know, what does, what, does, what does data tell us? Um, you know what I mean? It's about, um, you know, all those things you talked about, you know, um, strategy. You know, um, it's quite materialistic, like you say. Um, consumerism. Science, too. You see, yeah, science, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Early on when, when, the, when the ships, I guess the, the mice on the ships brought the plague into and, uh, New England, we, we first thought it was caused... Uh, by something in the air, or eating the wrong kind of food, or some kind of mystical cause. And when we discovered it was because of a little bacteria, a little bug, that was the contribution science made. And because of that, we were able to find solutions to it. That heretofore, uh, people would walk around with garlic around their neck. Now, it's kind of a smelly option. But they lacked the science to understand the cause. And so the, the UK especially contributed that understanding of, of science. And, and I've been to your museums in the UK to, to see the, the first steam engine, for example. Mm. And so it's, it's not difficult to find the evidences of how that system emerged uh, in, in UK. And that was transported to... Uh, the United States. So that's that's a fifth level code. That's orange. Out, uh, out of the fifth level code, when it matures, began to produce the need for the next one. Yeah. Because the materialism sort of overwhelmed us with the uh, consumerism that that you mentioned and the artificiality of of lifestyle, and then here comes someone who says. 
but isn't it about feelings? Isn't it about humanity? And what are we doing here to make it easy for people to be people? And thus we had the introduction of the sixth code. That's the green one, isn't it? Yeah. That's green, which egalitarian, uh, humanistic, and many, many gifts that, that green produced in society. And without it, we would still be hunters and gatherers or entrepreneurs who are exploiting for a greedy sake. But when this, this system came in, it began to suggest the, the importance of humanity and relationships and feelings and cooperation over individuality. And so there are many, many places where we, we've seen the onset of green, certainly in the UK and certainly in, in, in my country, but none in Afghanistan. So that's the point that I, I'm trying to make. These yeah. systems are not spread equally over the planet. Yeah, we're going to come to that a bit later. I think I'm going to go into more detail about that a bit later because it is really interesting how different cultures and are at different stages and yes. um, different yes. parts of the planet are at different stages, yes. you know. Um, right. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I definitely see a lot of the green um, concepts here and certainly here in the UK, you know, because I mean, that's all about compassion and humanitarianism, justice, you know, um, uh, human rights, you know, um, yeah, um, being authentic and, and egalitarian, like you say, and inclusive—that's really, that's really green, and that's we get a lot of that. Got get a lot of that in the UK now, certainly. Oh, a, a lot in in the UK. In fact, more more than I uh, realized, because it, it's very permissive, and it welcomes in any culture without putting demands on them, and that begins to create cells of conflict if we're not careful uh, because it is not aware that there are mean people around and if they're mean people then it's society that made them mean and they have a right to be mean even though they are disruptive and they fly airplanes into towers and, and shoot down that apparently that Egyptian plane uh, last night so it, there are many, many good aspects of, of, of the sixth code. We don't want to leave home without it. At the same time, there's a blindness, a vulnerability, a naivete in it. And so the key then, as we've gone through six systems thus far, beige, purple, red, blue, orange, green, we're now, according to the work of Claire Grace, at a major, major demarcation crossing a major Rubicon uh, in, into a whole different worldview. And that's the seventh code. That's yellow, isn't it? Yellow, yeah. Integral. That, that says all these other systems are okay. Yeah. human's right to be. And if their life conditions and their DNA uh, tendencies began to produce that system, then obviously that system is appropriate. But it's, it's when any one of the first six systems claims dominance and sovereignty over the other five, that's where we get in trouble. That's when we have holy wars between two isms in blue, that the Sunni Shia in, in, in Muslim, uh, or we have tribal warfare, like I encountered between Zulus and Corses in South Africa, or as Afghanistan, which we, we can talk later, heavy gang warfare between one, one red gang and against another. And so those first systems, if they're left alone and they have sovereignty, they can do great damage. So what the Seventh Code provides is for the first time the acceptance of all these systems right to be. I used to hear Claire Gray say, Damn it all, a person has a right to be who he is. And what, what he meant was, if his life conditions require that, then certainly he has a right to be, but there are boundaries. Because if heavy red attacks and pulls down all the historic statues 
as ISI is doing today in, in, uh, in the Middle East, that is a destructive version of red attacking blue. And for the sake of history and civilization, then that simply cannot be allowed because what needs to happen is each of the first six codes have a right to be who and what they are in their healthy version. And so yeah. at the seventh level, we find the codes that integrate those and yeah. off the kind of leadership that we desperately need today. Yeah, I mean, because um, yellow, basically the first six are what we call, uh, what called, what are called the first, first tier consciousness. Yes. Yeah. So when you get to the seventh, which is the yellow, you cross over into the second tier of consciousness. Now, from what I've from what I've read about this, and I must have I'm a beginner at this, that only one percent of the population of the world is a has moved into second tier consciousness or something well, like that. Let's let's change that a bit. Not one percent of the population. One percent of the thinking that's being done. Right. That's different than counting people and saying, well, one percent of people. Uh, one percent of the world views, which are spread yeah. among, and so there's some who have a full measure of it. There's some who sort of have halfway. There's some who's, who's short only in business but not at home. And and so whenever we made that first estimate, that was looking at the amount of thinking, not the percentage of people. Okay, okay. Thanks for clearing that up actually, because that's that's really useful. But you know, I mean, but, uh, but there's a minority of people who are at this stage. And who's seeing the world like this? And you know, this is a, and from what I can gather, it's it, the yellow is about seeing all the benefits of all the other six stages yes. previously, and saying that they all belong and they all have a role. You know, with, with the practical skills of knowing how to manage each while managing all of them. See, that's what yellow does. Yellow is the integral system because it has the codes of knowing how to manage differences uh, as they express themselves in layers of complexity. Like a, a soccer coach has to motivate different players, different ways on the same team, um, in, in the mm. same game. And so the skill of the coach is he's able, when he gives a motivational speech, to hit multiple systems. And I don't know that much about soccer, as you probably know. I know a lot about <laughs> football. That he has to be able to motivate differences on the same team at the same time. And so I find, because I work with the National Football League teams, we find that coaches that can do that, and my coach of the Springbok in the 1995 World Cup, Kitch Christie, a Scottish lad, who was the first non-Africans coach of, of the Springbok was a marvelous coach. He could he could coach these wild cats called Springbok uh, in in a way that he could speak to the forwards and to and, and to the wings and the fly half and all those positions, knowing that these positions draw in different value systems in those positions. So rather than a single type player, you have to know what position they're playing. Before you can really begin to design the, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I mean, if you look at the, you know, if you look at the, um, look at each stage. I mean, there's good things. The good thing, there's good things about each stage. Like the first stage, you know, we all need water to survive. We all have basic human needs. Yes. You know, um, and then in purple, you know, in terms of in terms of Christianity, kind of Christian. Um, that's where you find like mysticism and, and mystery and, and you know and exploration and reflection and you know and you can go deeper and you know um, and you know and it's also where you find community and where you find people gathering together um, and looking at something bigger than them um, you know and so and with you know with uh, and with 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 the red you would find um, you know. There's, there's there's good things about that as well. There's, you know the um, self awareness and uh, taking action. Um, you know, and then obviously the blue, um, the structure and the you know the hierarchy and all that kind of thing is really really useful. Um, uh, morality and all that kind of things. And then you move into the orange and you have you know um, 
personal growth and um, and you have um, um, uh, who has accomplished stuff and you have reason and logic and science and all these kind of things in orange and then you go into green and you have you know again community and egalitarianism and inclusion and all that kind of thing yes. um, so there's and all of those things are really really important and they um, and obviously there's bad things about each of them uh, there's yep. negative like yeah, yes. in the power one, it's really easy to see the negative. For example, when you have people like you know, Hitler or Stalin or whatever, you know, who are who abuse that basically, you know, to to cause a lot of pain and suffering to a lot of people. Yeah, negative means that either you you fail to meet the needs of people at that level, or you interfere with the other codes right that exist. So a Hitler type personality you see would do that certainly to the Jewish community so uh, a, a, a system is measured in terms of its function this yeah. is a functional analysis not an ideologue system but what needs to be done based on the thinking of people and their life condition and their challenges so we have what's called stratified democracy which is different versions of democracy at different levels on the spiral. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's it, isn't it? And then and there is a there is another one, another another level after the yellow one, isn't there? Um, which is the yes, turquoise one. It's it's starting to form. It's it's the eighth level. It's mm. a turquoise in our in our language, but it it's only effective after yellow has done its work. Because yellow diffuses the warfare between and among the first six systems. And until those are diffused, then one cannot find the basis of unity in a world-centric. It will fall apart. That's what happens at the United Nations and the European community today. So until yellow does its work, then it's a very difficult for turquoise to appear and mature. Over the long haul of time, it will, but from our research, and we've studied hundreds of thousands of people on all five continents, from from our research, you know, we're seeing some expression of it in some areas, but it's not ready yet for a full description. It will be HU, and certainly we're now beginning to write some of the codes of it as they appear. And over time, our children and our grandchildren, unless we destroy ourselves or eat too often at McDonald's or whatever, whatever we do, then, then it, it, uh, it's premature. Uh, but I, I, I caution people because too often what people believe is turquoise is really green on steroids. I mean, they haven't escaped the green system. But it takes yellow to do it, functional yellow. Functional individuality. That un until that is strong enough to referee among the first tier systems, then the uh, landscape is not ready for a collective system at the global level. Yeah, and it's uh, so it's really what I'm getting is it's really really important that we get to this yellow stage and that we actually conquer that. That we you know, we get to this second tier of consciousness and we start to see the benefits of all of these different other stages of human consciousness um, and recognise that it's not about one beating the other one. Um, yes. It's about seeing what's best in all of them and taking those and fusing those together, um, which can help us be healthy as individuals and help us to be healthy as a society. Um, and actually, the other thing I... I've, I've I've read about about um, yellow is that when you get to that yellow place, you don't look at previous stages, people at people people or groups that are at previous stages with disdain. That's right. And you don't look forward at people who are maybe further ahead of maybe where you are, or your culture is, yeah. with fear. But you actually embrace it, and you're really and you're all more much more inclusive of you know all the different stages that have gone before. Good point, uh, James, because if, if it is seen as elitism, as better people, it's not yellow. Yellow, mm. by definition, doesn't rank itself on a scale as being better than anybody else. 
And that's what a lot of people are criticizing it because it's the seventh system on, on a scale. But if it is what we claim that it is, it will not have that rankism. I'm better than you are superiority in it because it is a facilitating system and not a domineering system. But not, nonetheless, it is critical in the evolution of, of the human species for it to occur at the time at which it is today occurring. Yeah, and I, I mean, I see this. I see this happening in isolated patches in in, in parts of the church. Um, I mean, one 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 issue I'm passionate about is um, LGBT inclusion in, in you know in terms of churches um, and and basically and society as a whole. Um, and there's a, but there's a lot of Christians that disagree on that particular theology. And one of the, I mean one of the things I've been talking about with other people is inclusive church, you know, because what ha- what can often happen, and this is actually a really good example I think um, of spiral dynamics is. What happens is that people can't move to the next stage in terms of their theology. They, be, they find the more progressive theology, and then they break away and they form another church, uh, yeah, another group, sure. because we're the more progressive group. And then what happens is that that group kind of becomes the establishment, the the established group, and then they bec- then progressives rise up in that group and want to break away from that group. You, you, you're very bright and insightful. There is a major movement, particularly in Christianity, using spiral dynamics. In fact, there are a couple of new books out based entirely on spiral dynamics, version of Christianity, because a lot of people are saying it's it's Christianity for the 21st century. It introduces spirituality into Christianity, if I can say that to you. And to recognize, I totally get what you mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and can recognize why children, for example, need to go to Bible school and learn to sing the little Bible school songs and why mid-adolescents uh, need a Ten Commandments, need a Thou Shalt Nots, because that's when the brain opens up to learning discipline. Mm. And so, in fact, I, I believe that spiral dynamics has both secular and sacred manifestations, both of which are essential and fill the gaps. So mm. rather than be anti-Christianity, my goodness, that is not a smart thing to do. Mm. Uh, so the yeah. Judeo-Christian culture, you see, is a foundation of Western civilization. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, what I was, the metaphor is saying, well, because what I say to people is, truly inclusive churches when you have people who disagree on different parts of theology can coexist in community in the same community and still love each other and serve each other and be friends with each other and you know and where they're not um where people who are kind of more progressive aren't looking yeah. pe- looking at people who they think are, are less progressive and talking down to them or thinking less of them and people yeah. who are yeah. less progressive are looking looking at people who maybe are more progressive and thinking yeah. oh um you know they're just they're heretics or they're they're crazy or whatever you know but actually we're all we're recognizing that we're different and we're at different stages, and that we that we're all human beings and we can coexist together, and focus on the, the the bigger things, the most the more important things than just individual aspects of theology. Good for you, because the uh, Old and New Testament. Uh, one of my Jewish friends don't call it the Old Te- Testament; call it the Jewish Scriptures. Yeah. Okay, but because the Old and New Testament is a single system, and what, what I've done, because I, I come out of a, a, a religious background, I've, I've done in my values in religion, testing systems and application, showing that the age of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, is purple, red. The giving the law of Mount Sinai is the introduction of the fourth code. Yeah. See? And then yeah. when, when the photos of time has come in, in the in the and the road of, of Christ becomes a multi-system. Yeah. And, and Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 says, God who at sundry times and divers manners spake in times past to the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to his Son, that what we find in the Testaments, we find in Judeo-Christian, especially the codes of the value systems as they emerge 
in a sacred kind of manner. Now, we're hoping sometime that the Muslim will get rid of its violent uh, kind of egocentric tendencies and, and honor killings and all that butchery that is part of the Islamic, but not all of the Islamic. Because today, and this is the work that Elza Malouf and others are doing with us, uh, she's from Lebanon, and this is the work that we've done in, in the West Bank, showing that there's an evolutionary pattern behind both Judeo-Christian and Islamic and other religious convictions that reflect these value system codes. And that, that's the beauty of the whole thing. Yeah, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Um, and, I mean, and... And also the other thing that I when I when I was doing some reading for this was that different stages can actually interact and impact each other, and that some are, some are, some are connected more than others. If you see what I mean, um, because like for example the uh, I think it's the green one um, where you have a lot of activism and people campaigning for um, for people's rights, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. That can actually become very much about power. And about yeah. um, which is yeah, very red, I, obviously. So green and red can actually be very connected. Yeah, they are, and uh, because uh, green needs to rescue people, and red needs to be rescued often. And uh, uh, certainly, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's the case. Where our Republicans tend to be blue orange, and so it's blue orange versus green red it is our political warfare. But if, if they're all connected, see? Yeah, if, yeah. If there's a single story, then the storytellers that connect them are the architects of the next system globally. And I, I hope the problems that we've created today are essential in order to wake people up to the insanity of our, uh, of our categorizing people, liberal, conservative, right-wing, left-wing, and, and all that sort of thing. Well, we now understand that they're part of the whole. Yeah. And the integral solution is how to manage the flow of things. And so after postmodern is integral flow, managing the flow of billions of people through the different systems simultaneously. And Elza Maloof and I spoke at the, at the UN recently, and we really tried to make that point. And we're going to be in, invited back soon because the world's in one mess. And the solutions that we are trying will not work because they're not founded on value systems. So, okay, so let's just have a look at the the bigger cultural kind of context. Well, I mean, um, because there's three... You were saying, we were saying earlier that, um, that different types of culture, like first world, second world, and third world cultures are at different stages of development. And... Um, and the groups in st and structures in certain stages kind of go attacked from groups in other stages um, to try and bring about cultural or societal change. So just unpack that a little bit. Okay. Uh, these these colours are, are like individual musical notes, but we are musical chords. We are a combination of systems. Typically, you'll find a warm color and a cool color. A warm color, red, orange, yellow. A cool color, purple, blue, green. And the spiral itself, like a pendulum swing, moves back and forth between warm colors. That sets up problems needing cool colors, moves the cool colors collective. That weakens the individual, and we want to be free, so we ship back into warm colors. And so the spiral itself is an engineering marvel as it reflects how societies at large pass through different systems at, at, at the same time. So what we do in, in our research, and we have major research instruments, but we profile organizations and cultures like the recent uh, Iceland culture. That once, once we know the level of thinking in the culture, that predicts for us the form of government, the form of health care, the form of, ma of, of management. So being able to do the research and read the patterns and then look at, at the uh, repertoire 
of solutions, strategies, tools. We can connect the tools to the particular culture. So there's a fit, and that, that's the strategy in, in, uh, in spiral dynamics. So rather than a single color dominating, no, uh, human nature is messier than that. And mm. then we'll have a combination of subsystems that form clusters or stacks of, of systems. And so much of the energy is between and among those systems. Uh, at, at the seventh level, we have the tools to integrate, to put them all online in a healthy way where they synergize with each other. And that's, that's the key to a healthy society, where they fit the job to be done. They are in harmony with the other systems that also fit job to be done. And they are managed in such a way that the priorities are set. And we call that a mesh work, which comes out of the brain sciences, how the brain puts together its uh, brain cells and gizmos. And so it's, it's, it's a meshing of differences into a integrated wholeness. And that's the key at the, at the seventh code. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so, I mean, how do you... Like, I mean, I mean, most most people here will be, um, like, you know, uh, probably in the US or the UK. Or um, what do you? I mean, we all know what's happening in kind of, um, you know, especially political culture, um, especially in America at the moment. I mean, what, how do you see that unpacking from a kind of spiral dynamics perspective? What what do you think is happening there? What needs to happen, maybe? Well, we're we're at the end point. Of, of the two streams, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, both are split apart. Well, now we have virtually four parties. And what that's telling us is that, that those systems are dated. Uh, they're old wineskin, but we've got new wine. And mm-hmm. that is saying to us that we've got to design a new governance system. And that's what the Spiral Dynamics Group is doing today. Uh, and we have been working for some time on what its components will be. It's, uh, when I say a, a, a mess work, uh, I mean what would happen is that we look and we have a barcode method, you know, like, like a barcode on something that you yeah. might yeah. stores. So we, we have barcode as, as value codes, and we're able to identify what needs to be done, and then we pick and choose from liberal, conservative, whatever, that matches that. So rather than an ideologue that has one right way in it, what we've been able to do in natural design is figure out a process whereby decision makers can identify and align resources from across the spiral to get the job done. No one has done that yet, except us. And... (laughs) The campaign is giving us the, the muscle and, and the interest to find something new and different. So I, I've even been at 10 Downing Street when uh, Tony Blair was, uh, was there on a so-called third way because they were talking third way without having third way tools yet. So they invited me there to share something from Texas with Tony Blair's policy unit. It was wow. an interesting experience, I must say. The uh, the coffee wasn't that great, but the, but the tea was pretty good. Oh wow! So I, 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 I'm an <laughs> Anglophile. I, I, you can I celebrate my origin in history. So that's fantastic. Yeah, and there is that third one. I, mean, I you know I was um, politically. I suppose you know I, mean, I don't talk about politics much on here, but. I'm certainly a kind of. I would say. I mean, if you're using the old kind of way of describing things, I would. I would say I'm a kind of in the kind of centre and the centre-left or whatever, but that third way, really, I remember when that first, when, you know, when he first talked about that, uh, Tony Blair first talked about that, and obviously he's made some decisions since where, you know, he's not that popular anymore, especially not in the UK, um, but that third way that he talked about seemed very um, appealing at the time when, when he first talked about it, and it was very, very, very popular and successful, you know, um, over here, um, you know, he won. He won two elections by a huge margin, and then won another election as well. So, 
um, it's really interesting that you know that that's that's what's happening. Well, that's what you see happening. Well, it, yeah, he, he, he was new in it, and and the academics in the UK had not yet spelled out the tools that are necessary. That's why they kept inviting me over, and along with some others, we we did a a, a summit on the future of Great Britain. And the tag, tagline was from from rural Britannia to cool Britannia to the intracool Britannia, yeah. and I, tracking the political history of Britannia into the Seventh Code. And today I'm seeing more of that language begin to appear because it's inevitable. Now, mm -hmm. we can speed it up, but, but one cannot change people that quickly. People do indeed, indeed change, no question about it. Mm -hmm. And so we have an entire strategy for how change happens in order to speed it up a bit and, and keep it healthy and pace properly and, and not promise what we can't uh, deliver because there are too many airy-fairy folks running around with with uh, sweet-talk kind of solutions that you have to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fascinating. I, I've got a politics degree, you know, um, so and I was actually studying politics around the time that, that you know, that, that Blair was, was being elected, and so uh, it was a fascinating time. Um, but I do see that, you know, I do see that that splintering of political parties, you know, um, in America and in the UK. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the Conservatives and, and Labour Party in the UK are kind of dividing, you know, more and more, and uh, you see that in America as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's fascinating to see how that's gonna that's gonna turn out. Um, well, I need to, I need to be going pretty pretty soon, James. Okay, um, just one. Okay, just 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 um, let's just finish then by talking about this kind of on a more individual basis. Like, um, um, so, um, how can we start to put this into practice in our own lives, and how can we see this in our own lives? You know, because I know that we're not like it's not like individuals like it's not like i would say oh i'm a blue and i'm this and i'm that yeah, yeah it doesn't work good. doesn't it doesn't work quite like that um but you know how important is it that we are in, as individuals moving forward through these stages and um how can we practically use the spiral dynamics model to aid our own personal growth growth and relationships with other people you know and bring about change the key to that is in the integral change equation. Uh, Claire Graves identified some of the conditions for change. My interest has been large-scale change uh, because I sensed an, uh, an emergency to move as quickly as we could to defuse some of the cultural conflicts now that the red systems are accessing the weaponry, the more complex orange systems like in North Korea, for example. And, and so that threat alerted me to what, how I should spend my time. And so I, I told Claire that, that I'll map out a strategy for cultural change because that is an independent thing from any given individual. You see, a, a culture goes through these systems because they're part of the collective uh, decisions that are reached which spread across the, the, the spiral. An individual may have bits and pieces of several systems and may or may not follow the, the same pathway as a culture. But a culture would be individuals writ large, collective. And individuals see, may or may not follow that exact pattern. So that's, that's why we have to be careful here. And because we track individuals in education strategies and certainly in religion today, and we have measurement systems where a person could say, well, I'm pretty weak and blue. Where can I go in order to enhance my fourth-level code? And because we understand its characteristics, we can make suggestions. Or I'm just now moving out of blue, and I want to be an entrepreneur. I need to turn on orange. Can I do that to some degree? You can. So let's talk about, and if you want to be a Mormon missionary, 
you, you can probably get good, good orange because Mormon kids and, and their and their youngsters, when they're, they're sent out two by two, that's orange training for the Mormon missionaries, even though they're teaching a blue religious system. So there, there are all kinds of ways, you see, in, in order to figure out how I can enhance a system, but, but no, 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 no guarantee that that can happen. So, so, so one has to be careful you know, about trying to grow people. People do indeed change, and they change according to different kind of regimens. And to some extent, we can begin to design those, but we can't guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm working now with a lot of black leaders in our country, like in Chicago and New Orleans, on, on, the, on the black killing blacks. And it's, it's, a, it's a pandemic. And most people don't think it's about race. It's not about race. It's about value system. Just like the issues in the Middle East are not about religion. They're about value systems. And our success has been that we transform the conversation out of the ethnic, individualistic, surface-level behaviors into the, the deeper motivational codes. And once we do that, it's much easier to engage in a conversation on change. So uh, that's how I was successful in South Africa, over 65 trips. And then working with, with Mandela, I laid the foundation for the transformation. And in the first stage of it with Mandela, and even with Cabo and Becky, it was a very successful venture. And you can see the results in the movie Invictus about the 1995 World Cup rugby team that, that won the World Cup in the final against the New Zealand All Blacks. Mm. It was a double overtime victory, and the coach was Kitch Christie, a Scottish chap. So I had some involvement in that to demonstrate yeah. what spar dynamics can actually do yeah. in a very complex system. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, and I certainly found since I've been aware of it, I've been aware of the different stages. Uh, I've noticed it more in other people. I've noticed it more in organisations, and I've noticed it more in cultures. and And it has certainly impacted how I how I engage with people and how I interact with people. Um, and also, you know, um, in terms of my own self awareness, I've been able to notice the different the different codes within myself. You know, and challenge myself I suppose to be more inclusive to be embracing of all the different of people at all different stages and um, I think it I think I've found it to be something which has impacted me individually but the, but but as you say I think its biggest benefit is a more uh, community cultural um, group kind of impact well, we, we have Rob Bell to thank, our, our, our joint friend, you know, who has a good version of Spiral Dynamics. I mean, he's, he, he sometimes is uh, full of craziness, but that's Rob Bell. I love him, love him to death. But, but there are people like you and Rob Bell running around, spreading the seeds, and that's, that's how it's going to spread. And so I congratulate you for that wisdom that, that you've got. Oh well, thank you very much. That's really, that's really encouraging. Um, thank you, thanks so much for that. Um, it's been really great talking to you today, um, Don. Really fascinating to explore um, this concept with you. And I'm, you know, I'm, there's so much more probably we could talk about. And um, just thank, thank you for coming on and sharing this with us because I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this. Well, I'm, I'm honoured to to be with you and, and applaud what uh, what you're doing and uh, contact me anytime. I'm at spiraldynamics.net uh, and we have a major project in the, in, in the West Bank now that, that we're beginning to get back into because of the danger in that area. Uh, I'm, I've often been called a heat-seeking missile. I go to the hard places. <laughs> that's, that's my destiny and, and that's what i got to keep doing. So thank you very much, James.
that's, that's, you're welcome. And yeah, and if you want to find out more about Spiral Dynamics, go to spiraldynamics.net. There's a ton of resources there. There's loads of stuff um, which can help you understand this better and some graphical stuff to download which you can find and which will help you understand it a bit more. Um, so yeah, that's it for today. Thank you again, Don. And um, thanks everybody. And I'll talk to you all soon.